This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Bored of too many ads and dull, meaningless chat? We've got neither. Joy Drive, smart, fun radio. Picture this, you're at home, you've got the day off. And you thought you'd catch up on those household chores. Well, the sooner you get them done, the sooner you can sit down and relax. The most efficient way to achieve this is, of course, to start multitasking, which made me think, off you go, but you save your emails until you're relaxing in front of the TV. So in reality, you never do really stop. So the question I want to ask to you, Joy Drive listeners, is multitasking the best way to get things done? And what happens as we age... And we might find that multitasking becomes more difficult to perform. Well, Peter Wilson is a professor of developmental psychology at Australian Catholic University and joins me this afternoon. Peter, welcome to Joy Drive. Hi, Con. Pleasure to be here. Now, Peter, when we multitask, are we achieving the same outcome for each of those tasks that we should have had done or uh, should we just do them one at a time? I guess the answer depends on on what the what the task in and how practiced you are with the tasks. I think uh, if I use the example of driving while perhaps talking to a yes. passenger in the, in the other seat, if you're if you're a novice, it, the sheer act of just driving takes a lot of your your processing resources up. So that you know, if, particularly if you're learning a manual car like you did in my day, where you had to you know time the clutch and the gear stick and all these things which are not proceduralized they're very clunky when you when you're first learning them and you devote a lot of a lot of brain power just to that to the point where you simply cannot you know hold the conversation or do anything else but drive but when you get more practiced uh, more experienced those sorts of tasks become more streamlined more automatic and by definition you've got more resources more brain power to do a second task at the same time so we can start to talk to the passenger we can start to play around with the radio dial or indeed some people, you know, of course, talk hands-free on their mobile phones as well. Yeah, that was a classic example I was out to you. So you jumped the gun because I was thinking that this is something that we do a lot of and I do it too where you think, well, I'm on the road. I've got a moment to catch up on that phone call that I didn't get a chance to make earlier and sure enough, your mind is then going down this sort of road of um, travel but also this conversation you're having with somebody. Um, so the, I think the question then begs, are we born with an ability to multitask or is that a skill we just develop over time? I think it's it's something in, in evolutionary time that we've become more equipped to do as the cortex has got bigger um, and thickened up, uh, particularly prefrontal cortex. That's, that's one side of the brain that is particularly important for, for dual tasking or multitasking. And being able to do things simultaneously or indeed switching between two different tasks or more tasks in some case. So it, it has changed uh, over time, evolutionary time. So that's, we're talking a long time, millions of years. But, and I guess developmentally, it also is a capacity that improves as well over childhood into adolescence and then into early adulthood. As again, the brain gets more developed. Again, the cortex is getting more, more differentiated. It's getting thicker. Um, the corpus callosum, which is this structure, this white matter structure, a superhighway that connects the two hemispheres, gets bigger and more complex. And that enables us to juggle more than one task at a time uh, more efficiently. We're chatting with Peter Wilson, Professor of Developmental Psychology at the Australian Catholic University about multitasking and how your mind works. Now, you touch upon something that often I sort of think about is 
getting older and finding it possibly a little bit more difficult to multitask or we sort of are in a place where you're, what you've mentioned that we could sort of, um, our brain has, I don't know, trained itself where we can do that. Is that the take you have from what you've looked at? I think I think with age, um, the answer would be that it's, it's different, tasks mm. are done somewhat differently. I mean, the research, the lab research suggests that as you enter older adulthood, some of your dual task capacities drop in proficiency, you might say. There's not, probably no polite way of saying it, but that, that's the reality. Yeah. So, for example, if, you, if you're walking, and some of the experiments have been done on flat walking or walking on treadmill or other forms of walking while doing a second cognitive task at the same time, for example, you might be subtracting backwards in sevens. You know, you're given a number and you've got to subtract backwards. It's quite a complex task in itself, but you're doing that while walking or doing some other cognitive task. What, what you tend to see with older adults is that the, the rhythmicity of the, of the walking, of the walk, or the fluidity tends to be, well, not as, not as stable, the rhythm of the walk or the cadence as younger adults. Mm. Um, and older adults may well, you know, shorten shorten their stride and also actually slow down their walk when they're doing the dual task. But I think it's, I think it's really what it boils down to is a different way of doing the task. And what that might enable um, is more time to process uh, other information as you're walking. So by slowing down, uh, for example, you've got more time to attend and to react to other things. So it, it's, it's a different way of doing it and it's, it's, it's probably – it's probably adaptive in a sense for all adults to do that. Now, one thing that's affected our community is HIV, how it's had a devastating impact on our community, and there are many living with a condition known as HAND or HIV neurocognitive disorder where there's an impairment on performing everyday functions, including multitasking. What are some of the strategies yeah. people can use if they do find they're overwhelmed when there's loads of things that are happening all at once? Uh, look, I, I would probably recommend that under those circumstances, the, the, the folks, if they get a lot on and they find that they're, they're trying to juggle mm. too much or too many tasks at the same time, would be simply to break it down and say, well, maybe find a dual task, maybe not the most efficient way of doing things. Let, let's prioritise the task that I've got to do. Uh, what's the most important thing I need to get off my plate at the moment? And perhaps just simply focus on a single task and, and see that through to completion and then perhaps move on. Um, I, I, that would be probably my advice, not just to uh, folks with uh, perhaps neurocognitive uh, challenges, but anyone for that matter who, who's finding it quite difficult to function because they're, they're kind of overloaded, if you like. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's sort of, it, it is um, sort of things that we could do across the board, regardless of what we're experiencing, what we're living with, that I appreciate. So um, thanks, Peter, for breaking it down, because it made me think about multitasking and how your mind works, and you've done it in a way that sort of explains it even better than I could have ever imagined. So I appreciate your time joining oh, us here on Joy Drive. Cheers. Thanks, Connor. It's a pleasure. I hope it was helpful. Uh, that was uh, Peter Wilson, Professor of Developmental Psychology at Australian Catholic University. Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, Joy on your digital radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com or the Joy app, no matter where you are. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.